Best Health, presented by the Royal Gazette and RG Mags, is your go-to health podcast. We connect you with the very best of Bermuda's health and wellness experts, enthusiasts and influencers, helping you get the very best from your mind and body. So go and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Royal Gazette and join the conversation every month. It starts right here. Hello and welcome to Healthy Hacks, the first episode in the new 2022 series of the Best Health Podcast. I'm Becky Ezekiel and before we jump in I want to say a big thank you to our sponsor for making this episode possible. This episode of Best Health has been sponsored by Island Health Services, delivering the highest quality medical care possible. Today we are so excited to welcome Agatha into the studio entrepreneur and co-founder of Fueled Bermuda, who also happens to be a nutrition coach, a private chef and teacher, and a published author. In other words, she's a very busy woman. Agatha believes that vibrant health is our birthright, and she's on a mission to inspire all of us to take our lives and our health into our own hands. So to give us some healthy hacks to start 2022, Agatha, welcome to Best Health. Thank you, Becky. It is so good to be here. I'm honored to be uh, your first of the year. Ah, thank you very much. Thank you for coming in. So let's kick off. In short, what does best health mean to you? Sure. That's a really, really, really good question. I think the key thing there is the best. Like, what is your best health? Um, When thinking about that, I think that it is, you know, the absence of disease think that that's a pretty obvious one, you know, and also diseases in the body, such as lethargy, brain fog, things like that. The presence of energy and vitality and life force, presence of love and gratitude in the heart and soul, clear skin, I'd say great oral health, mm-hmm. um, a strong immune system, uh, not a lot of inflammation in the body, healthy metabolism and healthy digestion and healthy gut. I'd say it's also your best health. It's also a body composition that makes you feel like I'm winning, I'm healthy. Um, it's also your blood work and your nutrient intake makes you feel like I'm winning. Um, strengthen your muscles, flexibility in your joints and body, that you feel mentally and emotionally at ease, um, that your sleep is sound, and that knowing that you have a purpose here on earth and also freedom from addiction to cravings, or rather freedom from addiction to or cravings for alcohol, drugs, sugar, caffeine, and other foods and substances. So it's very integrative to me. It encompasses so many things from mental health, emotional health, um, physical health, and, and, you know, and more. So I'd say it's your best health would encompass somewhat all of those things. Yeah, it's a really, really great answer. Very, very, very rounded full answer. And that's what's really interesting now about health is that I think it used to be a huge focus on physical health. Yeah, used to be absence just of that. Disease, disease. Absolutely. And now so much of it is focused on your mental well-being and yeah. taking care of yourself. And that's something yeah. that, you know, we're talking a lot more about. So I think that's really interesting. Do you find that with your clients, it's a kind of 50-50 approach do you help them with their nutrition, their physical health, as well as their mental kind of wellness? Well, with the coaching scenario, when it comes to like nutrition and health coaching, definitely I focus a lot on the nutrition aspect of things because that is so important to your physiology and the state of the cells of your body. 
Um, and then it does go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Because a lot of times it's mindset and perspectives and approaches to health that, you know, um, really can course correct somebody when they've been going in a direction they are no longer happy with and they're ready to stop going in that direction. So then it takes those strategies and it's the coaching that comes in there and it's really strategies for mindset, strategies, just strategies in general. You know, how do we overcome these obstacles? How do we plan this vision? How do we stay on course? How do we, yeah, so it does encompass the nutrition and then the how-to, you break it down. It's not just don't eat this anymore. It's, and if you have an obstacle, here's what we do. Here's how you plan for this. Yeah, yeah, it's so much more. It's more like coaching. If you've ever been to a sport, it's like you're given a role to play and then this is how you you get the best out of it. Right, right. Yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. So you do all that through um, Fjord. Yeah. Um, and how did you get into that? You weren't always in kind of health where you had quite an interesting, quite an interesting background. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm also a professional librarian, so <laughs> a, a researcher, and I did that. I worked in libraries for 20 years of my life, and uh, and I loved it very much. The access to knowledge and, and you know, the sort of democratic approach of public libraries and and even academic libraries to some extent. Um, I worked in health libraries and, you know, finally landed in, for about a decade, law libraries and legal libraries and legal information centers. Um, I'd also been to the United Nations at the Dag Hammarskjöld Library at the headquarters in New York. And I was passionate about information, knowledge, and really getting that to the people who need it. And I still feel that that's so relevant today in what I'm doing now. This is actually my calling. So Oprah said that you have a job, a career, and a calling. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, distinctions between each one of them. And uh, very much, I had a career in information centers and in libraries, in the legal industry and academic and public and health policy, government. But this is my calling. If you would have met me any point during that career, you would have thought this is what I did for my for my work. I was always studying this and just absorbing all of the knowledge that I could and, you know, taking courses here and there and just really, really. So I was so ready when I finally decided that I'm going to step into my calling. I felt very called to do so. Yeah. Uh, it, was just, it just was the right time. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, it's great you managed to turn your kind of passion into uh, something you work in and, and you're able to help people with that. Thank you. Um, it's yeah, unbelievable to have a feeling. Great. Yeah. Great. So you, you touched earlier on uh, kind of mindset. So let's dive into kind of the topic of today. We're recording this in mid-Jan. So we've had our Christmas indulging. We've all probably eaten, eaten a lot and, and drunk a lot and now we're setting new goals and maybe we're keeping them up and maybe we're not. I think a lot of people find the challenge is setting those goals is hard. But making them stick is, is incredibly hard, which is why you're here. You're going to help us out today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about some easy wins, some hacks, as we're calling them, to making sustainable lifestyle changes. So those everyday kind of tweaks um, that will make you feel happier and healthier throughout the year. First up, you want us to raise the bar on what food can do for you. So tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, so I guess when it comes to some of my top tips for fueling your health in 2022, one of them, one of the main ones would be, you know, if you're going to fuel your health, raise the bar on what food can do for you. You probably haven't heard somebody say this before, but I'm going to explain what I mean. So like a major component of the fueled philosophy that I work in, the book that I wrote and all that kind of stuff, and truly what I live, um, 
a major component of that is raising the bar on what you expect food can do for you. It's so much more, you guys, so much more than just calories for energy. Um, it's more than just filling your hunger, filling your cravings. It's time to see that the secret of true fuel in your life, you know, it's food unleashing energy for life and food exists to energize. It exists to heal, to repair and uplift us. So we're learning from research in the fields of epigenetics and nutrigenomics that food literally contains information that speaks to our genes. What you eat programs your body with messages of health or illness. This is what is meant when you hear people say food is medicine. So it's time to look at food differently in this year. It's time to expect so much more. Food is now a powerful fuel for you to use to reach your optimal level of health and then to power you to the next level in your career, your relationships, and your spiritual, emotional, mental well-being. So raising the bar, you guys, is about understanding you know that the food on your plate is powerful and potent. And like I said, it's more than filling your cravings and hunger so they go away. It's about looking at your plate, at your food, at those grains, at that carrot, that fish, that oil, seeing in it the power to harness the best from your genes, to activate an enormous amount of untapped potential, to optimize your cellular health and therefore your body's daily functioning so you can create outstanding outcomes for yourself. So that's what raising the bar is what you expect food can do for you is all about. You are making a profound shift in your mindset when you raise that bar on what you're expecting the food does for you. So only the best outcomes come from the best foods, you know, and um, it's because the foods you eat, specifically if you choose certain foods like green leafy vegetables, nutrient dense whole foods, omega-3 fatty acid you know, loaded foods. Um, they, so the foods you choose to eat, they have a direct impact on your gene expression and your potential for a bright, healthy and vibrant life, like great cellular health. So expect more from your food. When you look down at your plate and your drink and whatever's in your glass, expect so much more, really raise the bar on what food's bringing to you every day. You know, you know, you can think about it like, what have you done for me lately? You know, it's, it's a whole new perspective. It really is. Is, and it looks at it so um, beautifully, and I think, yeah. Well, I think I think the danger probably is that most of us eat through habit. We tend to eat the same things we eat every day. We don't really question what we're putting into our bodies anymore. It's just we, we're hungry, we eat something. So I guess what you're saying is stop doing that. Be a bit more mindful about There's what's on your plate and question what what is that doing for me? Yeah. How is that helping me achieve yeah, like there's here. a higher standard, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I think in 2022, that standard can, you can really raise the bar on that standard. You know, it's not just going to fill you up and get those cravings and stuff like that. But what else? Is it like improving your liver health? Is it really like preventing diseases in your body? You know, are you like, is it, is it helpful for, you know, combating diabetes? Is it, what is that food delivering? Is it boosting your immune system mm-hmm. while you're eating it to your cells? Because every time you eat, you have the option of, you know, it's like you can go towards optimal health or you can go towards disease. Food can lead you in two directions. It really can. What you put through your mouth, it can take you on a path to better health, best health, and or the opposite direction, what you put in your mouth can take you towards disease, disease, and disorders in your body. So you might want to be thinking about that too, right? But it's just mm-hmm. a higher standard. And trust me, that's a very delicious high standard too. It's not <laughs> it's not cardboard tasting. There we go. And is there a kind of ratio that you would give if people are out there thinking, well, I can't make those kind of decisions all the time. Sometimes yeah. I want to eat just because I like the taste of that. Or yeah. do, you, do you have a kind of guiding principle as to 
X amount percent of the time you should you should fuel your body and the other percent just yes have that's fun with a food and great question that's a great question so no you don't have to be a hundred percent I mean I think that's what people do for about the first 14 days of January yeah, <laughs> and then they give up yeah <laughs> so you know uh, the rule that I like to go by that I teach um, in my coaching sessions with clients is, you know, your body responds to what you do 80% of the time. So if 80% of the time you're eating to really fuel your body with good, healthy, nourishing, nutrient-dense, you know, disease-fighting and optimizing, you know, your health kind of foods, mm-hmm. <laughs> 80% of the time, then 20% of the time, it's not going to really crush your goals. It's not going to make that big of an impact. It won't derail you 20% of the time. Someone like me, you know, I'm a leader in this field. I teach in this field. I'm at about 95%. Um, and, and I love that for me, it's delicious, but I would say, you know, if you're doing 80% of the time of those foods at you at the end of this year, you're going to be looking really good. You're going to be feeling like you're winning in so many areas of your, of your physical body and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Wonderful. And that actually takes us in quite nicely to your second tip, which um, is actually kind of a theme that's running through the episode, which is inch by inch, it's a cinch. So you talk about you being at 95%, you know, some of us are probably a lot further away from that, but you're not expecting everyone to all of a sudden jump up that much. No, no, never. And I think that that's one of the things that really blocks people is that they think, oh my gosh, um, even before people come to see me, they'll be like, I've thought about it for three months. Mm You know, I didn't want to take the fun away. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of, um, it's, it's, there's this uh, assumption that we're going to have all the fun taken away and it's going to be this huge hurdle, like this massive overhaul. And that's really not a good plan. And it's not a plan, you know, I think as a solid coach, you have to know how to guide people in a way that's sustainable. They're excited. And once you overcome one thing, then you're ready for the next thing. So for me, you know, I've, I've really realized that there's a secret to propelling your life forward and the direction you want it to go and you'll love it it's inch by inch it's a cinch um it's based on the idea that on the idea that small easy successes add up to huge victories i'll say that again small easy successes add up to huge victories so instead of worrying about making a massive changes to your eating habits or instead of seeing this huge goal ahead of you which you know for many people actually does nothing but forces you into paralysis fear and inertia What I've learned through my own experience and through the work I do is that making small, easy shifts in the right direction, starting now and continuing week after week, will have a massive positive effect down the road and get you to where you want to be with less stress. Small shifts will yield results. In fact, you can even start very small by trying to drink more water every day for your first week, for instance. You know, um, again, week after week, this the changes that you make will yield big results. So we only need tiny shifts in our eating and drinking habits to be completely different in the near future and for years to come because you are, in fact, pivoting. Um, Overnight success with any of my clients or, you know, in any area, I don't think, isn't the aim. It's long-term success is the aim. Great. I'm glad you brought that up because I think what puts a lot of people off kind of starting a new lifestyle is they feel like you said all the fun's going to be taken away they have to go all in all of a sudden they can't you know enjoy that glass of wine on a Friday or that little bit of chocolate and it's really not the case someone told me about the one percent rule which I think is kind of what you're saying which is if you improve by one percent each day 
Oh, yeah. Then by the end of the year, you'll be 37 times better off than you were at the start. So just those little, little changes bit by bit. Yeah. Is, is what makes it work in yeah. the long run. Absolutely. You know, and I do find that once you're, when you go into those little changes, then about month two or month, even month one or one and a half, something that seemed way too big mm. and you would have had paralysis about it in week, you know, in the mm-hmm. first week of January, but end of February, it's not a big deal mm-hmm. anymore. It's, it's, you know, you're already, you've got momentum going, Absolutely. you're on a roll mm-hmm. and you're basically winning and crushing your goals. And it's, you know, it's actually happening in a sustainable way that you're excited about. You get there at the end of February, you're like, oh, I could crush that. Yeah, and you want to keep going. <laughs> you want to keep well. going. You want to keep going. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, great. Your your third one you've brought us. Your philosophy third one is greens are gold. Which you know, I feel like we all we all know the importance of eating your greens ever since the Popeye days of watching him <laughs> pop over the spinach and grow his muscles. So. I don't know how many of us are actually doing that in our lives. I mean, are we doing the right thing with with our greens? That's a great point. And, you know, if anything, if you already know this, this is just a reminder then, right? So, because so many times we know to eat our veggies and we know that greens are really important, but, you know, we might forget why. And usually a little reminder gets us all excited. (laughs) Go throw some spinach into the smoothie and make some, you know, sautéed kale with garlic. So, okay, yeah, greens are gold. They're absolute gold. Um... And it's all about nourishing your body, you know, and with these immune-boosting foods that promote optimal cellular health. That's what they do. So um, greens have, like leafy greens especially, but all greens really have play a superstar role in enhancing cellular renewal. They play a superstar role in anti-aging, boosting your immune system function, which I know we're all really up for right now, <laughs> you know, and your overall health while also combating inflammation through the body, body wide, you guys. So, you know, if you want to supercharge your life, this is it. It's really greens. Um, you know, there's no question that dark leafy greens and their juices are healthy, uh, you probably already knew that, right? They contain an abundance of nutrients and vitamins necessary for optimal health, but they aren't just healthy in an overall sense. They are powerful for your immune system specifically and cellular renewal. Leafy greens like Swiss chard, kale, collards, watercress, um, spinach, they contain anti-aging and immune-boosting vitamins and minerals such as folate, selenium, vitamin C, and A, And, you know, vitamin C, also known to some as the immunity vitamin, has powerful antioxidant properties, is key to a strong and well-functioning immune system. And vitamin A is known as the anti-inflammation vitamin, plays a critical role in enhancing immune function and cellular renewal. It also gets better because, you know, you'll know this, but this is a reminder, but it gets better because while while these healthy whole foods provide lots of essential nutrients, they also have a low calorie price tag, which processed foods tend not to offer. They often offer the opposite. So tons of empty calories, but little real nutritional benefit in return. So, you know, the takeaway here, I guess, is that adding leafy green foods into your diet is going to give your cells, your immunity, and your overall health a big boost. They're really gold. Greens are gold. Greens are gold. And do you have Mm. any kind of tips of getting them into your diet if you're not a big fan of greens or if you have kids who don't love greens is there ways of sneaking them into 100 percent, yeah yeah um definitely you know i think for the beginner sometimes greens are too green tasting they have a bitter they have a bitter kind of taste sometimes right so you know aside from salads i love to 
um, put them into sauces. So you're making like a tomato sauce. And if you take spinach, it just really shrinks inside of there. It just disappears. Or, you know, you can put, you put handfuls and handfuls of spinach into a nice tomato sauce and it really just disappears in there. So I like to put greens into that. I like to stir fry them, saute them with herbs and spices. So I really like kale with ginger, uh, kale, broccoli, ginger, garlic, and the soy sauce, like all sauteed together. Um, those flavors are really good. And then like, yeah, so sautés, stir fries, you can put them in soups, you can put them in stews. They really disappear. A client told me yesterday, actually, that her husband, she came home with collard greens and her husband's like, oh, I hate collard greens. My, um, my mom always put it in rice. I don't want to eat the, I'm not going to eat the collards. And she's like, rolled her eyes, (laughs) whatever. She put it into um, a lamb stew, New Zealand lamb stew that she made. He ate the whole thing up, didn't even notice (laughs) that there was collards inside of there. There you go, sneak them in. Sneak them in. Hide them in where you can, why not? Hide them in where you can. Good tip. Yeah, yeah. Great. And your final tip for achieving best health in 2022 is to design your health destiny. So tell us about what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the the movie with um, Will Smith. It's the it's the Venus and Serena movie. It's called King Richard, you know, and they it depicts this man as their Venus and Serena's father. Um, you know, the tennis stars, their father, he had a plan for their life and he executed that plan. It's very, very, very much a theme and uh, in the movie. And I really loved it. And he kept saying, and he had put posters on on this tennis court. It said, you know, if you fail to plan, uh, you plan to fail. And that's really, I think, the key of what I'm going to say. I'm just going to put it a little bit more in a positive light, um, you know, rather than thinking about failure, but thinking more about success. So, I like to say, you know, a really important thing to do is to design your health destiny because in one year you will arrive at either a well-designed destination or an undesigned one, well-designed or undesigned. One of my favorite teachers, Jim Rohn, he said, and I promise me, I promise you, you really don't want to arrive at an undesigned destination because you may very well wind up wearing what you don't want to wear, driving what you don't want to drive, living where you don't want to live, maybe doing what you don't want to do simply because you didn't design a better destination. So we go in the direction that we face and we go in the direction we design. Destination is, deser- is determined by direction, not by hope, not by chance, but by design. So yeah, so the power of coaching for me is that every day I get to see this in action. I get to help people really define and design their personal optimal health and body composition destiny. You know, six months from now, one year from now, you know, and then I get to be there as they start their walk and powerfully progress in that direction. So my wish for everybody this year is for you to arrive at a well-designed destination at the start of 2023, you know? So it's, remember, it's not chance, it's not luck, it's not good genes or bad genes that shape our destiny, especially our health destiny, it's our decisions. Our decisions shape our destiny and our design that, you know, what we've designed for ourselves this year shapes our destiny. And um, I know it's already, we're into the year a little bit, um, but the best time to really design this and change your habits is now. Uh, this one guy that I follow, Trent Shelton, he said, if you're ready for change, you don't need a new year. You just need a new moment. So, you know, if you start creating and designing um, your destiny for your health and going in that direction today, 
trust me, you'll be unrecognizable to yourself down the road. It's really powerful designing your health destiny and then walking in that direction. I love that. That's a great tip. And not having to wait for a, a Monday morning or not having to wait for a January. Just find, find your moment when you're ready and commit to it. There really is no time like the present moment to make the difference that you want to see in your in your near future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any tips for people who might start that journey and then you lose a bit of motivation along the way? It's not always easy to stay on track or sometimes you, you feel you've fallen off the wagon and, and you've thrown it all away. What, what tips do you give your clients to stay motivated? Oh, goodness. So this is this is a good question. It's a, it's a whole session. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll just I'll go through it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, you have to, at the beginning of the year, set your face. You have to put your chin up, set your face, look at what your goals are at the end of the year. If at the end of the year, at 2023, like you're, you know, you're 2023 with a big star on the mm. top of it. And you know, that's, I'm designing my health destiny through this year into 2023. I have this vision, you know, with my body composition, I'm winning with my blood work. I'm winning with my energy. I'm winning, you know, with my nutrient intake. I'm winning. A lot of these are combined. Your blood work will have to do with your nutrient intake, you know, whether cholesterol shows up or doesn't show up, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, I mean, you're bad cholesterol, right? And then, you know, with all of these different aspects of your health journey, if you want to feel at the end of the year, like I'm winning, you know, even with your mental health and so far as food is concerned, and even with your self-worth, your self-confidence and your self-respect and your sense of self, you could be winning at the end of the year. This can tie so much into your health and your health journey. So I would say at the beginning of this year, you know, write down, uh, visual, like, put it on paper, you know, that you've got these, you've got this year ahead of you. The year is divided up into quarters. At the end of the fourth quarter is the brand new year. Put a star at the top. My body composition or my body, I'm winning. My blood work, I'm winning. Put all of it down. You want us to have that sense of winning. We all know what that looks like for us. It's different for me than it is for Becky. It's different for, uh, you know, to every different person that I even coach. They all have a different version of what it looks like for them to be winning. And my job is to get them to what their winning is, right? So you divide the, the year up into quarters. The beginning of the year, you set your face. You have this vision of this thing, you know. So you you put your chin up, I say, set your face to be laser lucid clear about what you want, right? Then some strategies to incorporate quarter after quarter would be like things like, you know, um, the avoidance. Well, first of all, uh, obstacles will come up, as you say, right? So obstacles will come up for some people with health, obstacles, alcohol, okay? Sometimes, you know, alcohol is a dehydrating. It's a majorly, uh, t- you know, it's a toxin, um, you know, to certain, ex- you know, to, to large extents, it's very uh, demotivating when you have a hangover. It's really trips people up. Not everybody, not everybody, but for if, if you'll know if it's an obstacle for you, right? So if it's tripping you up on your health journey, you have to know there's this obstacle, right? Other obstacles, maybe you have some low caliber friends who don't value their health and you spend a lot of time with people who don't value their health. So your people around you, that's really going to show up as an obstacle, right? Also not prioritizing properly, then you you don't have time, quote unquote, right? Not having time just means you didn't make it a higher priority and other things came up higher. You need to reevaluate that, right? So there are certain things that come up as obstacles and how you conquer those obstacles is quarter after quarter, you look at things that you're doing, right? So let's say there's this one philosophy that results come 
from like where do results come from, right? Where do you get success? Success and results come from state, strategy, and story. Okay, so the state, that's your state of being. It's a choice. It's how you show up to yourself, to the world. So that means, you know, first thing in the morning, you can get yourself into state. So you're not just rolling out of bed and doing your life. Some people go for the, they go to the gym. Some people go to the beach. Some people, I swim in the ocean at sunrise. You know, um, some people meditate. Some people read uh, passages in the Bible. Some people, whatever it is for you that puts you at your highest, best version of yourself, the more that you think about getting in a state first thing in the morning every single day this year, then you're in flow. You have this sort of like sense of self that when you walk into your day, you're already the highest, best version of yourself. So your chances of achieving results from a state of being that is a higher state of being that you worked on first thing in the morning, because state is a choice, right? Then your chances of getting the results you want, getting the success you want, when something comes up, you're already in in a good state. Those obstacles, they're not going to be that threatening to you. They may not trip you up in the great state that you're in, right? Plus, you've got your chin up, you've set your face, you've got all that in mind. Strategies, this is a big one, guys. You have health goals, you might need to get accountable to those. So you might want to get a health coach like me. You might want to get a personal trainer at the gym. Maybe you don't want to get a person. Maybe you just want to do something else. Golfing, tennis, right? I've picked up tennis. It's really, it's a lot of, it's a good workout. <laughs> um, you know, there you want accountability, you know? And also just, there's so many different things that fall under strategies, but you are going to need some strategies because you can be in a great state in the morning and have no strategies and still not get to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the last one is stories. So results come from stories. Uh, stories are the narratives that we tell ourselves you know, they're usually based on experience and they can really trip us up. So we may need to flip the script. That's what I do in my coaching too sometimes. If I identify a story someone has been telling me, stories include like, I can't stop drinking, this is Bermuda. How can I have a dry summer? Or or something like, um, you know, I've dieted a hundred times, you know, this, I'm probably, you know, I'm going to fail. There are different stories that trip us up. Um, that people don't believe in, in, in us. There's a whole bunch of stories. So we need to flip the script on those stories because if you have a story playing in the back of your head that you're going to fail or that you can't do this, I mean, if I can do it, why can't you do it, right? Like, let's be honest here. You can do this. But stories really trip us up. So if you have this positive story that you've, like, flipped the script on bad stories that are really not serving you anymore. So, again, if, you, you know, if you're worried about obstacles along the way but you're in state, you have strategies, that you can even map out. I would say every quarter, just go quarter at a time, map out your strategies. Then look at your stories, you know? So you might need somebody to actually look at your stories for you because sometimes you can't tell that your story is tripping you up. Um, And then, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other strategies, but, you know, I'm not going to go into it. That's just a little taste, I guess, of a bit of a coaching session. And, uh, and we, yeah, yeah, there's so many ways to approach it. But I would say maybe, first of all, get accountable, even if that's a running buddy. You know, yeah. or somebody you do yoga with. Absolutely, you know. being accountable to somebody else. Just someone, somebody someone else. that you'll turn up for. At the beginning when mm-hmm. it's a kickoff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it can really help. And it I like the idea really of help. writing things down mm. and then going back to them. And you can see mm. kind of that's that's where I was. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Have I hit that target or do do I need to change things? So I need to do I need to do something differently. Is that working for yeah. me? So that's, that's really, really helpful. Yeah. So uh, four really good mindful approaches to making a sustainable uh, lifestyle change. And before we finish, I know Agatha has a few kind of easy wins for 2022. Small, tangible changes we can all make that will add up to make a big difference. So we've got a few of those for you. Um, The first one is to stay hydrated. 
Yeah, it sounds so, um, I don't know, basic. Uh, people hear about it all the time, but it makes a world of difference. Some people are suffering like sort of lethargy, fatigue. They feel at the end of the day at work, they're tired. Then they hit the hagen Um, You know, and it's actually dehydration. You wouldn't believe it. It causes so much fatigue. It causes us to overeat. It causes us to crave foods that will supposedly bring energy to our body quickly, like sugars and things like that. So just stay hydrated. When we are hydrated, we show up at our best self. It really, it really makes an impact. You know, a lot of headaches are caused by dehydration. Uh, A lot of drinks that we drink dehydrate us. So like alcohol would dehydrate us, caffeine dehydrate us. You know, there's so many things we need water for in our body. And I'd say if you can stay hydrated and it's different for everybody. There are all these like different rules about eight glasses of water a day or, um, or, you know, um, you take your, uh, weight and then you times it by a certain factor and then you divide it by a certain factor and then you have your, yeah, there's all these things. But to be honest, you're hydrated when your urine is clear. Mm -hmm. So you can just easily, we have just a, you know, like a, a biohack for that, not a biohack, but like, um, we can actually see whether or not we're dehydrated. If you have any yellow or orange in your urine, you just need to hydrate up. And then when it's clear, you're fully hydrated. It's different on different days, right? If you're super active one day and then you have a lazy Sunday, you don't need as much water that day, but you still need to make sure you are fully hydrated. It just makes a world of difference, especially for your energy, your cravings, and how you show up in this world. Great. And am I right in thinking you've got foods that you can eat that also help hydrate you? It's not just a lot of people don't like water or they want yeah. to make it a bit more interesting and they add flavoring, but they can't really get it down. But you, there are foods that can help with that, aren't there? Yeah, you can eat you your water. Bring, you can eat your water. Yeah, <laughs> you can not? eat your water. Um, you know, I still suggest having water, water. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and with that, you know, foods like we all know watermelons loaded with water. Uh, I don't know if you know that um, uh, red peppers are loaded with water. Grapefruits are loaded with water. Uh, pineapples are, are loaded with water. Lots of greens have a lot of water. Um, yeah, a lot of those vegetables have a lot of water. Fruits have a lot of water. So you could go for those. Another thing to do, you know, I feel like sometimes it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like old school, but making a nice herbal tea and then, you know, having that herbal means that it doesn't have caffeine. So it's usually from fruits like cranberries and apples or oranges, you know, or from spices and herbs, like there's cinnamon in it and stuff like that. Or it's from flowers. So like chamomile or it's from herbs, like ginger or peppermint that really does flavor up water and um it really there's so there's like so much variety of herbal teas if you go to the store you can really 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 flavor up water and you don't have to then have those drops that have like um people are flavoring their water with things like um you know, they have like artificial colors, artificial sweeteners, um, you know, just they're, they're dyed and they're just flavor drops. I really don't recommend those. I seriously don't recommend those. You know, get some tea bags, brew a little bit of hot tea, put ice in it if you want it cold, make different things. I know a lot of people have great hibiscus tea recipes for Christmas. Why don't you make them in January and February? You know, it's really, really nice, um, chilled over ice. It's also nice, just cooled, and it's great hot this time of year. So, yeah, but you can also eat your water, like you said. (laughs) Perfect, Fugit. So your second one is something I need to take note of, is to swap out your cooking oil. I think I'm guilty of only only ever using olive oil for everything. Oh, interesting. Tell me about that. Interesting. Yeah, this one is a super easy swap, guys. Super easy health hack. Um, We now know that oils have a smoke point. That means that they you can take them to a certain temperature and then 
they kind of burn to, you know, to put it in a certain way. They're perfectly healthy to that temperature. And then if you take it higher, they're not healthy for your body anymore. They actually will start to cause inflammation in your gut and inflammation throughout your body. And unfortunately, olive oil is one of them. It doesn't have a very high smoke point. You can't take it to a high temperature and still have it be healthy for you to intake in like for an optimal health kind of a way. It just doesn't do it. So the best oils for cooking. So, you know, and definitely I would avoid things like Crisco. Um, Like if I do like a kitchen audit with somebody, we're taking out the Crisco, we're taking out the Pam, we're taking out um, goodness, uh, canola oil, we're taking out vegetable oils, the best things to cook with. And this is super simple. It's just two to remember avocado oil and coconut oil. So those two, if you swap out all of your cooking oils, please keep the extra virgin olive oil for cold things like dips, salad dressings. Yeah. And then use coconut oil or avocado oil to do the cooking. Okay. I'll take note of that. And your final hack is to start supplementing with omega-3. Yeah, this is a big one. So people come to me and they're like, Agatha, I'm already so healthy. You know, like I'm eating, um, oh my gosh, people say things like chicken breast. I've got all my greens and then I'm doing brown rice and stuff like that. And I often think, well, what about the healthy fats? So we, this isn't really marketed, but uh, omega-3s are an essential fatty acid. That means when when the word essential is there in a nutrition term, that means our body cannot make it ourselves. So, like, sugar is not essential. (laughs) There's no, like, essential glucose. (laughs) We have essential fatty acids, meaning we need them to survive and to thrive um, for so many different reasons, you guys, for so many different reasons. I'm not going to list them all. Um, but they're essential. We can't make them ourselves. So we need to supplement with them through our food. So like omega-3s, you can get through eating foods like hemp seeds, flax seeds, and both of those oils. So hemp oil, flax oil, um, and also things like walnuts. Walnuts are the king of nuts because they're the highest in omega-3s. Chia seeds, high in omega-3s. You can eat all these kind of things, fatty fish. So like sardines, mackerel, trout, um, salmon, wild salmon, you know, different kinds of fatty fish, anchovies, high in omega-3s. Goodness, there's so many different foods, but you can simply take an omega-3 supplement. I would keep it in the fridge here in Bermuda and then just supplement as needed. There's a great supplement I use called Udo's Oil, um, and it is available in Bermuda on a I won't say where, I don't know if I should be, but anyways, but um, (laughs) email me. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so Udo's oil is a fantastic omega-369 supplement. It is really good for the body. And yeah, so that's um, absolutely would supplement with that. It is neuropreventative. That means it will, you know, uh, help your brain health so much. They're great for heart health. There's so many great things that omega-3 supplementation brings to the body and those essential fatty acids do for us. Great. And is there anyone who wouldn't benefit from taking omega-3? Is there is, is it the kind of case where you could already have a lot in your diet and having more is going to... No, that's more. omega-6. So okay. omega-3, I think you're looking pretty good. You know, you could stay to what it says on the label. Um, and natural food sources, you're still doing pretty good. But uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I'd say just get them in every single day. Don't be afraid to eat fat. That is good for you. Thank you so much, Agatha, for coming in and, and giving us your time. It's been really, really lovely having you in. Thank and you. It's been an honor to be here. Oh, thank you. And we will put all of Agatha's details in the show notes. So if you want um, a more comprehensive look at your nutrition or some further guidance, um, you can follow her at Fuel Bermuda. But we'll put all of that in the show notes. 
So thank you very much for coming in and thank you for listening. Make sure you head over to our social media pages and let us know what you thought of today's episode. We're at the Royal Gazette. See you all next time. This episode of Best Health has been sponsored by Island Health Services, delivering the highest quality medical care possible.